Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very unserious, partially real stories the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I'm your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Well, it's Mother's Day today, and when this episode travels to you and is birthed out of the void, it'll be after Mother's Day. I want to talk about my new favorite thing that the greeting card industry is pumping out to make money from us. Greeting cards from dogs to their moms. It's very cute, and like I know, the greeting card company obviously profits from this, but I just thought it was a really cute thing that happened that I saw at Target, amongst other things. Though I am, needless to say, bummed out that they don't have a greeting card from cats to their moms. Well, I did once find a card uh, from a cat to the owner for Valentine's Day, and I can't remember what it said, but it was pretty much exactly what you would expect. All right, let's jump right into the headline. (laughs) Space, the final frontier, and maybe one of the greatest mind dumps of conspiracy theories to possibly ever cross the internet. There are as many conspiracy theories about space as there are stars in the sky. How can we possibly narrow them down? By picking the ones that I want to be real. So the first conspiracy theory is the um, Planet X theory. Um, There is a theory that there is another planet unbeknownst to humans because its existence is hidden from us by the government. Which why is my first question. So apparently, I have the answer to that, this planet is gigantic and its orbital path may or may not put it on a collision course with our home planet. Our home planet being Mars. I mean Earth. We're from Earth. (laughs) According to this fun conspiracy theory, the government doesn't want us mere mortals to learn about this huge planet um, to prevent panic and chaos as we realize that we're all going to die by being smashed by another planet, because that would kill you. So instead of preventing panic and chaos by, like, you know, making affordable health care and, you know, things like that, fixing the prison system, all that kind of stuff, their main concern is not causing chaos and panic by telling us about a planet that's probably not going to do anything. (laughs) And that doesn't exist, (laughs) first of all. That makes sense. (laughs) This one is a really easy one to disprove. Um, If the planet was as big as the conspiracy theorists claim, um, the planet is, mere humans would be able to see that puppy with the naked eye. Like, you wouldn't even need a telescope. Uh If it's as gigantic as they say it is, you'd just be able to see it. Um, So unless the government is in the business of paying off individuals to keep the secret planet X um, from hitting headlines... We would all know about it, and we don't well, pay enough taxes for that to be true. <laughs> plus, we'd all see it. We'd all, yeah. we'd all like, like you'd look up and you'd see it, right? It, yeah, pretty much, exactly. Like it'd be. I feel like it would be easier to see than like Venus in the okay. sky. Okay, like, because I mean, you could pass it. it off as like a star, I guess. Yeah, but would any like respectable astronomer really believe that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to go out and do our own research. I guess we'll go on an expedition to Planet X. Okay, so the next conspiracy theory um, is a little more thought out than good old Planet X. So, I don't know what you know about the moon. Little, less than nothing. (laughs) 
And this is not a conspiracy theory about what I'm going to say right now. This is truth. So the moon is in a tidal lock with the Earth. So the rotation of the moon has massively slowed down. So the um, say, same side of the moon is always facing the Earth, which is why we always see the same part. Mm -hmm. um, this means that there is half of the moon that we cannot see. Anyway, so there are several theories floating out there revolving around a hidden moon base that we cannot see because half the moon is hidden from our view. Mm -hmm. um, some say it's Nazis from World War II. Others say it's the U.S. because that would probably make the most sense. Um, and oh, others yeah. say aliens built it. <laughs> That's um, what I want to be true. I mean, technically, <laughs> even if we did build it, it would still be aliens. Technically. Technically, because we're aliens to the planet moon. To, to the moon moon. <laughs> Why doesn't our moon have a name? Like, all the other moons we're have narcissists. a name. But our moon is just named moon. <laughs> moon moon. <laughs> like, petition to call Earth just planet. Planet. <laughs> planet and moon. It's like a children's book. Okay, but there is evidence out there um, against this conspiracy theory, too. Because a lot of the Apollo missions looped around the moon and saw the dark side of the moon and took pictures and didn't okay. find a secret moon base or got shot down by aliens. Well, I would like to counterpoint that and say that you could easily just say that all the Apollo missions were faked. I mean, like, that's another <laughs> conspiracy theory is no one's ever been to the moon. And it was all um, in the Hollywood basement. Mm -hmm. That's also true. And another thing, like, another counteraction to arguments against this one is that they just made it look like rocks. Yeah. Or it was underground. I'm like... sorry, Florence, have you been to the moon lately? <laughs> what I do in my free time is not your business. <laughs> okay, this next one is my favorite. I'm really excited to talk about it. Yes. Um, so as we all know, and um, silently pretend isn't true, the Illuminati are the secret government, is the secret government that all secret governments report to. They're the king of all secret governments. Isn't it just uh, the all governments report to the Illuminati, and the Illuminati is the secret government? That is accurate. <laughs> I have to... Anyway, but we all know that they are real. <laughs> Obviously. Wait, Regardless okay, of hold who on. is secret. Are, is the Illuminati also the lizard people now, or are those two different groups? Or do you think they've merged? They formed a That's coalition. That's actually it, it, what we're talking about I'm right so here, sorry. right I'm now. I'm getting ahead of you. I just have okay. the brain of a conspiracy theorist, apparently. There's a theory out there in the world that believes that the Illuminati are actually a breed of people that are descendants of an extraterrestrial reptilian oh. race and humans. So um, I think that this is just a different take on the reptilian elite conspiracy. Um, That's or true. Maybe it's, yeah. Or maybe the reptilian elite conspiracy, conspiracy is about the Illuminati and they just didn't mention it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so apparently these aliens teamed up with humans and made hybrid baby overlords, which formed the Illuminati. See, Why now this sounds like this? a religion that I would follow. <laughs> Engage with Zorp. <laughs> apparently they, aliens, decided to make that sweet love with us humans to either dominate the world, um, mm -hmm. prepare the Earth for um, colonization so that the aliens can come and live on Earth, or anything in between, really. There's little proof of this theory, um, but if you point that out to conspiracy theorists, they'll just say that the Illuminati are so good at hiding evidence that it just makes the story more real. Wow, you really can't, you literally can't argue with that logic. <laughs> you cannot win an argument against that. You, you just can't. You literally can't. That's pretty good. I like that one. 
I, I want to hope that's true. Like, if you watched <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, you would know that where some people are part alien, Kree, and, and thus in humans. Okie dokie. So the last conspiracy th- theory we're going to talk about are lights on, and I'm going to say this name wrong, Ceres. Okay, so there's a NASA probe named Dawn. Dawn is orbiting Ceres, maybe, <laughs> which is a small protoplanet in um, the asteroid belt. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know what a protoplanet is, and I didn't look it up. Anyway, good old Dawnie took pictures of the planet, and there were some mysterious blinking lights on the planet. Um, some say it was aliens sending out a greeting sing- signal, which is nice to know that um, some conspiracy theorists believe that there are aliens out there that don't want to kill us. Mm-hmm. Um, scientists say it's probably just, um, probably, <laughs> probably, just metallic salts um, reflecting sunlight, probably, but I'm not sure. Other conspiracy theories, flat earth theory, true. <sighs> I true. didn't even want to talk about that one. True. Absolutely <laughs> so true. T- they're like, okay, because the, this one was in the article that I read. And they're like, and this is something that the ancient Greeks discovered centuries ago. And then there are people from the modern era that are all like fake. They're like, it's fake. <laughs> We've never been to the moon. I also don't like that one. Um, the one that I found really spooky that I didn't want to talk about is um, dead cosmonauts. So when they were sending people up just into orbit, like they said that one, like the first guy came back, but I guess there's a theory out there that they, like, the Russians sent up a bunch of other cosmonauts, and that they could pick up their screams as they were dying on the, um, airwaves. I'm like, that's, that's really haunting. horrific. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. That's rough. And the, and the first man into, like, the orbit or whatever was just the first guy who survived. Hmm. Not really wow. a fan of that one. My favorite theory is that we're just living in a simulation, and none of this is real. Mm-hmm. So, that's where mm-hmm. my money's at. It just takes away some responsibility, you know? It do- like, it doesn't change anything at all, mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay, but what I personally find so interesting about these um, space conspiracy-, conspiracy theories is how many of them there are and how easy it is to become obsessed with them. I think it's just because space um, intrigues us since it's an unknown and something we can never fully understand and also terrifies us. Because it could literally kill us at any second and we wouldn't even, you know, know. I mean, remember when we took that natural disasters class and it talked about, like, an asteroid asteroid. coming at us? Mm -hmm. And how, like, um, 50% of them we wouldn't even be able to see until it was too late. Because Mm -hmm. if they they came, like, sunside, we'd just die. Die, yeah, that'd be it. It's just fun. Yeah. It's a good time. I mean, live and let live, am I right? Stars and death. That's all space has to offer. (laughs) So beautiful, though. So today we have a very exciting guest with us. Um, here in the void, I mean my kitchen. It is none other than the spirit and essence of the infamous female pirate, Anne Bonnie, who, breaking that pirate glass ceiling long before the world was even aware of said glass ceiling. Um, as loyal listeners know, you will not be able to hear the answers to our questions to Anne Bonnie due to the fact that she is dead and cannot answer them. Instead, you will receive a beautifully illustrated graphic novel of the interview in the mail, along with several collectible Anne Bonnie buttons. But why am I telling you something you already know? Let's go to the interview. So, Anne Bonnie, you have been described by many as a pirate. 
According to all the research I could do, this seems to be incredibly accurate. According to my sources, the historians who loiter in my neighborhood gas station, you were born the illegitimate child of an Irish lawyer and <gasps> one of his employees. <gasps> oh. This led to the separation of Anne's father and his wife. Anne's biological mother died when um, Anne was 13. Can you speak to these experiences? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Fascinating. Vivid. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating, listeners. Anne Bonnie performed an interpretive dance illustrating her childhood. It was beautiful, but not as beautiful as a choir of Irish children that sang along with her as she danced. This will be truly beautiful to view in the graphic novel later. I am moved to tears. Now this is where things get rather piratey. Anne married as a sailor in 1718 and moved to the Bahamas. But oh, what's this? A dashing pirate named Calico Jack. Which that He's, name though, like that's just a swoon-worthy name, like Calico Jack. <gasps> no wonder they use it for alcohol. He sailed his way right into Anne's heart. He even offered to pay her husband to divorce her. When he refused, Anne ran away with Calico Jack. Honestly, should have just taken the money. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Same outcome. You're just out money now. Now you can and, pay for a new wife <laughs> marriage. <laughs> did they still do dowries? I think so. Cool. I feel like that's pretty relevant. <laughs> I want a dowry. You want a dowry? <laughs> yeah. Um, if I ever uh, take a husband. How many sheep? <laughs> Um, well, I want, like, mini cows, I think. Okay. At least two. That's a good one. Then you can okay. have mini milk. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, back to Anne. Would you say that this is where your life and adventure as a pirate began? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Mm, yes. Truly fascinating. While brandishing a curved sword, sword, Anne acted out her adventures on the sea. Despite the belief that having women aboard a pirate ship was bad luck, Anne didn't conceal her gender except while pillaging with the crew. Then she dressed as a man and partook in combat. That's so badass. Um, one of my favorite, I don't know if this is real or not, but female pirates would hide that they were women until they killed men and then they'd like expose their breasts to show that they were like, <laughs> as a man was dying, like, ha ha, I killed you like, and I'm a now? woman. <laughs> Eat shit, you sexist bastard. <laughs> Also, very badass. <laughs> so these pages of the graphic novel will truly be something to behold. You totally have our permission to photocopy it, blow it up, and hang it up as posters on mm -hmm. your walls. I think the ghost of Anne would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And lastly, could you please tell us about your relationship with the renowned female pirate Mary Reed? <sighs> wow. Wow. Holy moly. That's, that's some good stuff coming out of the kitchen. Honestly, that story really speaks to the power of female friends and camaraderie. She shared the time when her, Mary Reed, and the crew of Anne's ship were captured and brought to town for a trial. The men were hanged, but Bonnie and Reed were spared since they were both pregnant. <gasps> wow. Reed sadly died while imprisoned. While telling the story, Anne Bonnie folded several hundred paper cranes and gently set them on the surface of a nearby river, watching them all float down the stream. 
I just want to thank Anne for being on the show today. Um, before she leaves, I thought it would be fun if we all talk, took oh. this pirate name quiz. Yes, you too, Anne Bonnie. Oh, Anne, my new friend. <laughs> Can't wait to find the results. Let me make some daiquiris real quick and we'll get going. Yes. We can use Calico Jack. <laughs> okay, so my pirate name is Swizzle Sticks Jones. That's good. Mm-hmm. If I I would be thoroughly embarrassed if I died at the hands of Swizzle Sticks Jones. I just feel like my legs are actually made out of Twizzlers. <laughs> <laughs> Twizzler Sticks. Oh, that would be a really good knockoff a name for like a cheap Twizzler brand is Swizzle Sticks. Swizzle Swizzler Sticks. sticks. They taste even more like wax than Twizzlers do. <laughs> anyway, I am Peg Leg McGee. Classic um, pirate name. Mm-hmm. S- seriously. it. The quiz said that people are intimidated by my burly and abrasive demeanor, which has most definitely been my experience thus far in my life. Very abrasive mm-hmm. and also very burly. You're like a sturdy sure. scrubbing pad that people use on tough dishes. Just yeah, real like, abrasive. Like a stainless steel pad you don't want to mess with so you couldn't hear Anne, but her pirate name is malarkey turner she does yeah. not like this name because she believes her own name Anne bonnie strikes more fear in the heart of men than malarkey turner i don't disagree hey Anne, do you want to stick around for the wiki how oh my god you guys she'd love to she would love to <laughs> she, she just opened a bottle of gin by smashing it against the wall of the kitchen. And now she's so chugging. The jagged shards of glass are cutting her mouth. And she does not care. She's just drinking. <laughs> gin <laughs> and blood and all. Something you didn't know about pirates is that they frequently use blood as a mixer in their alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. It's seriously badass. Just like Sprite. In a dream last night. I was trying on pants at Old Navy, and Old Navy is a clothing store. I know. (laughs) Every time I would put a pair of pants on, they would shrink in size. Finally, I could only find pants that fit my big toe. I thought this was a pretty cool fashion trend, so I looked at the tag and read the care instructions. When I looked closer, I saw a letter. It read, Dear Florence and Diane, I'm a new homeowner, and am now discovering all the problems that come with home ownership that you don't have to deal with when you're renting. I thought it would mostly have to deal with the water heater breaking and needing to replace a roof, but instead I'm facing another problem entirely. Spiders. Apparently, the previous owners would invite spiders into their home as a type of sanctuary. This isn't the kind of home that makes me feel safe. I'm wondering how to keep these spiders out of my home without horribly hurting their feelings. Any tips? Sincerely, spiders in my soup. I would say just move. Get out of there. What a graphic <laughs> image. Right? So, first of all, I want to start by saying, are you sure that the spiders are in your home? Or are you in the spider's home? Depending on your state and dimension, the spiders might have squatters' rights. I'm going to help you evict the spiders from your home, but I want you to think hard about if that is your best legal and moral move. Where will they go? Do they have families? Anyway, we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So the first thing is you're going to need to engage in chemical warfare with the spiders. But hey, chemicals, have you heard the news? They bad. Try using natural remedies instead of store-bought spider spray to keep them from coming into your home. Remember that the goal is to stay in your own home and to keep the spiders out. Chemicals? 
harsh chemicals may end up kicking you out as well. So one thing you can try is vinegar and water. No one likes the smell of vinegar. That includes spiders. You can mix essential oils with water and spray that around your perimeter, like the perimeter of the house, not your body. Spiders <laughs> or around your body. <laughs> or around your body. Keep them off around the perimeter of your mouth so they don't climb in your mouth when you sleep. That's Keep what I'm afraid you. of. Uh, spiders hate peppermint, tea tree, and cinnamon oils. These scents remind them of their youth and when times were happier, so they avoid them at all costs. Do you know that spiders are allergic to oranges? Not, like, deathly allergic, but they'll get itchy. You can keep oranges in your kitchen to remind them of their weaknesses and then rub the orange peels on all points of entry to your home. It won't be worth the itches to enter. I actually made um, a woven welcome mat out of just entirely orange peels, like dried orange peels. You get crafty. Get creative. Wow. It can be fun. That's ironic because then the spiders look at that and they're like, oh, welcome, but then they touch it and they're like... Not welcome. <laughs> Get me out of here, please. They do not want me here. So another thing is that you need to keep the inside of your home clean. So spiders are incredibly well-practiced in the art of war and the art of hide and seek. They're clean. really good at hide. <laughs> They're excellent at hide. Not as good at seek. Clean up dirty areas in your house that they could camouflage themselves in. Make sure to lock up all your wigs, glasses with fake noses, Halloween costumes, and face paint in a safe that the spiders can't crack. Otherwise, they will don these disguises and fool you into thinking that they are just friendly neighbors that don't understand personal space and spend too much time in the corners of your bedroom. That is truly a haunting image. <laughs> Go on. Do not, I repeat, do not be fooled by their disguises. Most spiders have gone to cosmetology school and are not messing around. Check all of your indoor plants for spiders preparing for guerrilla warfare. Specifically, check the undersides of the leaves. This is where they meet to plan their next offensive. If you discover them on the plant, slowly inch the plant across the floor until it is outside. If you move the plant slow enough, at a rate of one inch per hour, they won't even notice you moving them until it's too late. Then you can just kind of like flick them off the leaves once they get outside. The next thing you'll need to do is launch a search and destroy mission to remove any spider webs that are inside of your home. Things you will need for this mission. A fireproof, bulletproof, hazmat suit. A really good homeowner's insurance policy. A friend. Weapons of fiery destruction. Snacks and first responders on call. You are essentially removing their source of food in this mission. If they have nowhere to gather their food, they will inevitably leave for an easier to survive food collection area. Don't make the mistake of underestimating the spiders, like many before you have. They will fight back, and you bet your sweet ass they will fight dirty. I'm talking voodoo, level three bard spells, hatching hundreds of militant babies to infest your mouth, a 44 magnum, I would recommend having any friends involved in this mission sign a waiver. Protect yourself in case of mortal injuries. They actually use spiders um, in World War II to help come up with combat strategies. Is that true? That's 100% true. That's 100% true. You heard it here first. They watched the spiders engage in battles. They spray painted them the color of the allies and the axis. Mm -hmm. And they just let them go to town. Eisenhower actually had four personal tarantulas. Always on retainer in case he needed help. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. Those would be good advisors. 
Next thing is you need to prepare for a siege. Keep all your windows and doors closed. Stack up on enough supplies to sustain you for three to seven months. Spiders can sneak through the smallest of areas. Invest in an all-weather sealant and seal the cracks between your windows and doors. After applying the sealant, add an extra layer of protection and nail 2x4s on all points of entry. This only works if you have removed all spiders from your home already. If there are any spiders still inside, they won. Basically, you'd just be sealing yourself inside with the spiders. And is that what you want? Just making your own tomb in there. (laughs) Follow these directions carefully, listener. And then consider getting a cat. You've been lonely. It would be nice to have something that relies on you, but not too much. Cats are pretty cool, and you can find an awesome one at a local shelter. But did you know they are also ruthless spider intimidators? Remind your new pet friend that it's not about the murder. The cats will want it to be about the murder, but make sure they know it's not about murder. (laughs) Just typical cats thinking only about murder. Just cat things. They should act... Now, this is important. They should act like they are going to murder the spiders to scare them away, but then gently take them outside, and then hopefully the spiders will be too fearful of your new fur bouncer to ever try to come back. One word of warning, though, the cat will begin to think that it owns the house and you are just living in it, so make sure you are ready to deal with that problem. And as long as you don't piss off the cat, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't try to kick you out. So that's that's fine. different wiki how. Just know that once you bring a cat into the home, the cat does own the home. It's no longer your home. That is legal property laws, people. Legal. Basically, you would just be getting a softer, more cuddly pet than the spiders in this scenario. So lastly, you need to maintain the outside of your home. Uh, Keep all outdoor plants away from the outside of your home. The best way to do this is by digging a five-foot trench or a moat around the perimeter of your home on the outside. For added protection, you can add several more cats and have the cat spraying essential oils at all times. Um, Continue to remove the spider's food source. Cover up any source of light on the outside of your home. These lights attract more bugs that the spiders like to eat. By leaving the lights up, you are basically setting up a buffet for the spiders. It will be confusing for them when they try to interpret all the mixed signals that you are sending them. You can't kick them out and then set up a feast. That's just, it's not polite at all. After going through all of this, you should have caused all the spiders to evacuate your home. You're not hurting them, you're not injuring them, except for maybe the itches from the allergies. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little emotional scarring if you use the essential oils that reminds them of their youth. But, like, overall, it should just cause them to not want to live in your space anymore. To leave. naturally leave. Yes. Hey, Diane, do you want to bring us into the motivation station? Choo-choo! It's starting to get warm here in the Midwest, people. Warm. So instead of a motivation station, which I misleadingly brought you into with the train How noise. How dare you? I thought it would be fun if we talked about our favorite way to stay cool on a hot day instead to prepare for the even hotter months ahead, or if you live in a place like, I don't know, Louisiana, where it's probably hot all the time, what you have Mm. to do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So there's nothing I want more in a hot day than a cool, tasty treat. Some of my favorite cool, tasty treats are popsicles, ice cream, frozen yogurt, frozen custard, frozen Girl Scout cookies, and sherbet. So you like all the frozen desserts? (laughs) I like all the desserts that are frozen. (laughs) Yes. Frozen regular cake is good, too. Um, Frozen Pop-Tarts are not bad, either. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Freezer waffles. Go on. (laughs) 
Yes. I mean, you keep them frozen as you eat them, and it's very good. Anyway, I make it a point to eat a cool, tasty treat every 10 minutes to keep my insides cool. I radiate the chill from within so I can withstand the highest of temperatures, up to 80 degrees. And that's how I keep myself cool on a hot summer day, with cool, tasty treats. With cool, tasty treats. This episode brought to you by Cool Tasty Treats. And then I rub ice cream on my forehead. <laughs> and in your armpits, like deodorant. Just mm. like two fudgesicles. They're the same color. Ooh, fudgesicles. That sounds mm. good. Ice cream sandwiches are also really good. I love I I like the ice cream cookie sandwiches where it's like two cookies and ice cream mm. in between. Those are good too. But I want to like dip it in hot fudge. Mm, I want to go get ice cream and a waffle cone. I wish I had friends. Anyway, Florence, how do you... Stay cool on a hot day. Well, being a true Wisconsin girl, summer for me is like being deep in Satan's sweaty butthole. I get mm. warm, sweaty, red, and I don't tan a lick. Like I said earlier, I just got sunburned, and I was sitting outside for like two hours today in the shade. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I find the best way to stay cool in the hot summer months is to freeze every single article of clothing that I own and rotate through them to achieve mm. optimal coolness. I had to move into an abandoned butcher shop and keep all my possessions in an old meat freezer. Um, but aside the, from the ghosts of all the um, cows and other things people eat. Other cows. <laughs> other cows. It was definitely worth it. Even though now instead of sweat, I'm dripping from um, the ice melting off of my clothes. But it's definitely worth it. Yeah, you know, that's cool. Like, I don't think it's wrong at all for you to move somewhere else during the summer, because, like, people do that all the time. Exactly. Except Like, have your summer home, your winter home, mm-hmm. like, things like that. Yeah. My summer home was just an abandoned butcher shop in the warehouse district. That's great. So, everyone, I just remember to avoid heat stroke this summer and to keep yourself cool, drink lots of water, eat a lot of cool, tasty treats, and make sure you freeze your clothes. Amen. Okay, so today a spider in a top hat gently crawled up my arm and whispered that I'm a lovely human. I sprayed it with peppermint oil. That's the telltale sign that the podcast is coming to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you like what you heard a lot, leave us a review on iTunes saying what you liked. Please include your favorite space conspiracy theory and also a picture of you in a spacesuit. That's non-negotiable. Any Comments without a picture of you in a spacesuit will be deleted or marked as spam. Please rate and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank everything for everything. I also want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track title 5 off of his album found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. Dear listeners, as usual, send us that sweet community art um, for our segment Community Art. Submit poems, pictures, sketches, whatever you want via email at alternaterealityproductions at gmail.com. Or you can email us just to say hi. We like you. We think you're cool people. Also, tweet us at realityoutloud. Uh, we are very responsive on Twitter. Use the hashtag thinkweirderthoughts and then actually begin to think weirder thoughts. Share with your friends. We hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. My phone is at 4%. Ooh. <laughs> okay. So we're going to really cruise through that. Bye.